How many times have you said to yourself, I'm going to succeed, and yet you keep coming up short? You probably noticed that high achievers with heart do things differently, but you just can't put your finger on it. You're curious about why high achievers accomplish more and have more satisfying relationships. It's because success is the result of your mindset and the consistent actions you take. This show is designed with your success in mind. By revealing these powerful patterns of our dynamic individuals and guest experts, you can model what they do and apply to your future success now. Let's roll up our sleeves and get started. My name is Brigitte Höfele, and this is the Success Patterns Show. And we are here live today uh, on a totally different setup. Well, it's not totally different. It's a little bit different. This is the Success Patterns Show Couples Edition, and um, I couldn't be more excited to have my best half with me today, Christian Hufele. Christian, the culture guy, thanks for being on the show today. Thank you for having me. It's exciting. Um, I'm not really sure how this will work, but this is awesome. Yeah, couples edition, right? Um, here, couple, couples edition. So, so let's talk about this first. So Christian and I have been married for 21 years. And um, I don't know if you can tell because, you know, we're in a virtual world, but we are, uh, we have our wedding band on our right side on our right finger this our is right, my right hand this, and this, this is my is... right hand as well so we um got married 21 years ago in germany uh actually my dad married us which was a really cool um experience in a small chapel uh in the uh outskirts of munich well it's 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 basically tucked away in the alps would you say the foothills of the alps the foothills of the alps it's beautiful christian gave me a beautiful picture uh for christmas this year christian has his own company the culture mastery i have uh my own company we have companies together we have children together <laughs> that's true <laughs> we live together the children have nothing to do with our companies <laughs> <laughs> that's true yeah i would i would say that is uh that's true and we're here at the center of training where we are um where we have our studio and where we have our trainings so i said christian wouldn't it be great because so many people ask us you know how do you have it all brigida and honestly do we have it all no i don't think anyone has it all honestly what is all yeah what is all <laughs> that's a that's a really good question and people ask us uh, especially, you know, Christian works with uh, individuals and, and companies and organizations. I work with individuals, companies and organizations. And it, um, indiv individually, they ask us, you know, how do you, how do you manage a work-life balance? How do you juggle a family and work and kids and dog and uh, trainings and travel? So how household. You, household. Big one. How do you juggle it all? Well, I I cannot juggle it. I, I at some point in my life I realized it's hard to juggle this all by myself, and having a life partner makes that juggling a lot easier if you and your life partner know how to juggle together. And I think that's the the Ooh. stuff that's not intuitively there for most couples. I know it wasn't there for us. We had to find out how do we juggle together and who's good at juggling what 
and who's better at juggling something else. And that may need some readjustment throughout the relationship and finding that balance of who does what and to which extent and who's good at something and who's better at something else. I think that is the relationship secret sauce. So people might ask, and I want to invite you to ask in the comments questions about the show now and things that we're going to um, address in the future, because this is the first of many couples editions that Christian and I are going to do. We're going to try to do it once a month. So I need to dress up like this more often? Yeah, you oh, do. Okay, okay. And with, with actual pants and shoes. <laughs> Here, pants, <laughs> shoes. <laughs> so you're saying for, I know... I know the answer to this, but for the people that are watching, that we didn't get married and we already had, we weren't already in sync and we didn't already have everything figured out. Is that what you're saying? Yes, that's what I'm saying. How so? Maybe you remember this, but there was a time when we were, we started living together and this was before we actually had put a ring on our relationship. We, we both come from an environment where it is socially acceptable to share a home and build a, a, a nest together without having formalized the, the actual wedding and marriage procedures. So we had a home together and we were about to get married. And there was a time when how do I say this without putting you on the spot right now? But we were questioning whether and how to proceed. And I think there was one particular day when there was a breakdown, right, between you and I. And and you were just one? The one one that I remember vividly. It included tears and it included um, different moods on both of our ends. And we were redefining how the juggling would happen, how we would Excuse bless me. you, how we would align ourselves. Because we were Excuse we were me. not teenagers when we met. We were fully grown, well, some might say fully grown adults. That's to be debated. But we, we were in our mid-late 20s when we decided that this is the person that I want to spend the rest of my life with. And at that point, we've developed our own routines, our own belief systems, our own habits of, of either successfully or somewhat successfully going through life. And those two worlds had to come together. We wanted those two worlds to come together. And that didn't happen intuitively. We had to make a conscious effort. And I would suspect that many couples in the world have a similar journey where uh, paths want to merge right imagine an on-ramp on the freeway or where two two highways meet and traffics have to merge onto common lanes and sometimes that happens quite elegantly sometimes there is a, a traffic jam because there's different expectations of how to do this right and we've met those roadblocks if we stay <laughs> stick with the highway metaphor we we met those roadblocks we met those traffic jams and those um unelegant attempts at merging lanes and that takes work and that takes agreements and that takes um open line of communication i actually remember one time that we went the kids were little and we already lived in the states and 
um, we went to go canoeing. Do you remember that on the Nanahalla River? Oh yeah, nightmare um, or <laughs> day daymare. Um, it was <laughs> it was uh, trying to um, kayak and paddle, I guess, yeah. in sync, and that didn't go very well. That didn't go very well, and we decided we're we're not going to do that again. And and I remember. Many, many, many years later, we went to Martha's Vineyard and we were again in the kayak and I decided I'm not going to row with Christian. So, you know, it, you, you got to know what you want and you got to know what you don't want. And even within a, uh, a relationship, it's okay to sometimes say, look, we're not in sync and we're either going to find a way to get to merge or to become in sync and to paddle together, or we paddle individually. And that's fine as well when both sides agree. I would even go a step further and say, do you always have to be in sync? Do you always have to be aligned? Because in a relationship that lasts as long as ours has and as lasts as long as we wish for our relationship to continue, there will be aspects of life where I you or I, or we both agree that it's best to do this separately. Case in point, this program, this show, I've been a guest on your show before. I don't manage this program. If you if you haven't produced a show like this, you probably don't know how much logistics and preparation and, and, and technology goes into this. There's a lot of prep work stuff that you don't see as you watch this. I am not involved in producing your show. I am, I show up in a clean shirt and a, a jacket and I need a haircut. But other than that, I, I show up, right? There is nothing I have done to make this work. So this is a project that you do independently of me. I have similar projects that are around live streaming or podcasting as well, in which you're not involved. Right? Mm -hmm. So there are in, in a, at least in our definition of a healthy relationship, there are, we will be traveling on separate lanes for a while. And the destination is clear. We know we both want to arrive at the same destination. Sometimes the paths we take there will be different lanes. Sometimes it might actually be a different highway. It might be, for one of us, it might be a detour because we need to make a additional stop that the other doesn't need. And yet we have the agreement, the that's what you said earlier, right? The, the, the structure and the common goals, we know where we want to arrive at. And that's when everything works well between the two of us. And I would argue in more than, it, it works well more than it doesn't. Um, we arrive at the same location, maybe not always at the same time, but we arrive at the same location. What would you say is a pattern that you are aware of that we have that supports the health of our relationship? Well, those patterns were- There are many. Yeah, I was gonna say there, there are many patterns there. They're evolving and some of those patterns we threw out because we realized they don't work any longer. Well, yeah, or, or they, they don't work any longer, why? Because they were inefficient. They they left more questions unanswered than they were. Yeah, and from where I'm standing or sitting in this case, it's also that we out 
outgrew them or or our children outgrew them because you know now we have children we're almost empty nesters i five for that not sure no Um, are, you, are you sure about me? No. <laughs> I was trying to convince myself by high-fiving yeah. you. All right. Good. So we're almost empty nesters. And, you know, we started building our businesses when when our children were babies, yeah. when they were little. So, I mean, great timing. High-five for that. Yeah. There's, there's, no, there's no ideal time for children. Um, yes, there are success patterns that worked at some point point in our lives and now they don't anymore we outgrew them our children outgrew them our businesses outgrew them we abandoned certain processes or certain patterns because they led us to this level and then we wanted to reach a higher level and we needed different agreements different different way of collaborating different way of aligning ourselves plus you got to keep in mind when we met we were in our late 20s now we are we won't say but you she said how long we were married so you do the math so now it's not only the biological aging it's also the the mental maturing maturing that is happening so patterns that worked for me when i was in my late 20s i could not get through the day today with those patterns right so as we grow older as we mature then we set different priorities in life we we have different things that are important to us and we start the day and end the day differently than we did in our 20s just suffice to say that we go to bed earlier i've always gone to bed early (laughs) (laughs) sure so i want to speak to of course we have many patterns we're going to go through them not on this show, all of them on this show. That's why we have many shows coming up. Um, One of the supportive patterns that I don't think we were aware of for um, the beginning of our relationship was that you really value and appreciate knowledge. Well, I somehow knew that because when I met Christian, he was a journalist and he was like the interrogator. He, when, when he met some of my friends or family or anyone that we were in, you know, meeting, he would ask them all of these questions. And I'm like, why are you interrogating people? You're making them super uncomfortable. You're making me uncomfortable. And it took me years to understand. You speak in the past tense. You think I don't do that anymore? (laughs) No, I speak in the past tense that it annoyed me. (laughs) Ah, okay. It does not annoy anymore. I understand it now. I can relate to it now because I can relate to what you value, Mm -hmm. that you're a high logic information, knowledge-based person, and that you're also processing information internally. I do. Like when we drive to, or when the kids were little and we would drive to Florida, we haven't done that in quite some time. Christian, you know, he's the driver. And the kids would have their own little radio show in the back, and I would probably be sleeping in the front seat. And and then I would wake up, and we would be, you know, five hours in, six hours into the ride. And Christian would start talking to me about, you know, everything that he's thought about the last six hours. And he would ask me, what do you think about that? And I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. I have not been on this conversation the last six hours. So you need to fill me in. That's how he works. In my mind, you were. So yes, I, I 
I'm probably what some people might call a bit in my head, a little bit cerebral. And if you've ever been around neurolinguistic programming and NLP, then when I say that I am more um, audio digital and a little bit, um, um, well, in the personality, uh, archetypes, I'm a high knowledge person, then uh, that would explain a little bit. Uh, for those of you who are simply uh, still getting started with, with that journey of self-discovery, um, there are different ways of experiencing our, our lives. And some people do it more externally and other people do it more internally. I'm not saying that I'm an introvert by no means. I can be uh, very, uh, demanding of a room right some people would even argue some people that i'm very close to might argue that i like to dominate the conversation here and there um so i'm, I'm by no means an introvert however i am somebody who processes a lot of data who has a high level of uh curiosity and the and i think i have a need for more information and that's why you thought i interrogate people where I think of myself as being inherently interested in people and want to find out about them. So intent and impact don't always match up. So my intention was to find out. Brigida probably thought that the impact of my behavior was a little bit too nosy and too inquisitive. Would you say that your way of asking questions and being curious has shifted? Yes, yes, yes. How so? I've become better over time in obtaining the information that satisfies my need for knowing. In the past, I probably would have done this in a more um, confrontational way or in a less, um, in a way with a very low emotional intelligence. I would come from my model of the world and the way I would ask people questions probably um, only reflected my model of the world and did not take into account theirs. So that way, my curiousness might have easily come across as inquisition. I think I've become better. I am still becoming better at asking questions in a open way, in a non-judgmental, non-violent way. Um, in a way that lets people recognize I am interested in you and because I want to know more about you rather than being a police detective interrogating them for a crime they didn't commit. How is that important when you build relationship? And, you know, relationships are built not just romantically, but also with friends and especially with, you know, your staff, your team, your in the individuals in your team, your clients, your customers, your patients, whichever field you're in. So understanding, or maybe we use the word relating to the other is so much more important than understanding who you are. Which one comes first? Well, I'm not sure if I'm giving the answer you're expecting. I think what comes first is know thyself, right? I, I can only, I can only create for me, at least in my model, where I can only relate to somebody else if I know what my baseline is. If I know who am I, what are my values, what drives me in life, 
and and as I then go about finding out what you value and what's relevant in your life, I can find out and, and compare against my value set. So that's what brought us together, right? We had a conversation about our lives, our stories, what 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 led us to our meeting, and we find out that there is a lot that we share in our history, that we have a lot in common, common interests, that there are also some fields that we have very different experiences, and and that I would argue, I'm being very in my head right now, that led us to be compatible and let us say, okay, we, we like each other based on that. But I could only I could only find love for you knowing what I who I am, right? And mm -hmm. I guess you could only find love for me knowing what you what's important to you and how I might be able to complement that. Wow, there are so many things I want to unpack here. <laughs> the first one is well, it, the difference between Christian and I. We already touched a little bit that he's, you know, very cerebral, knowledge-based, information-based, logical. One might even say he lives in his maybe left brain, uh, left hemisphere of his brain. I am the opposite. I am, you know, outgoing, bubbly, um, uh, very visual. Um, I'm. I'll probably, you know, build the plane on the way down um, where Christian would you know, first engineer the, 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 the plane. Um, so that's how we're different. And when we met, we were, the difference was also actually really interesting and funny because Christian was a journalist for a publishing house in Munich. I worked for a publishing house also in Munich, different publishing house, but we were on opposite sides. I was an editorial. I was the journalist. She was not. She was the, on the sales and marketing side, which the writing and, and content producing part of the team is not always the best friends of the sales and marketing side of the team because sales and marketing said, hey, I got customers who want to advertise with us, so we need to please the customers. Said, no, no, no. We need to please the readers. So the customers, that's a different story, right? So I would come into the uh, in, into the editorial office. Of course, Christian wasn't there because he worked for a different publishing house. But I would I would say, hey, we have L'Oreal as a as a client. Um, can can we do a story around their newest product? And the editorial will go, uh, no. Why would we do that? And I'm like, well, because they pay a whole lot of money to put you know full page ads. Pay my bills. <laughs> um, so yeah. So we we. Uh, so that was a difference. Even though we had commonality in the industry that we worked in, we, we were in different departments, not necessarily the departments that would um, have a lot of professional overlap. Right. And I had someone on the show, Mark Johnson, a few weeks ago, and I love what he said that, uh, especially nowadays, that, you know, seeing and, and appreciating the other, whoever the other is, the other, the, the person that is not like me in terms of values, in terms of how they process information, in terms of religion or, or political views or what others is there? Well, we could add value systems. We could add um, cultural background. We mm -hmm. could add socioeconomics. We could add marital status, um, parent, yes or no. Um, pet, and then within the owner, yes or no. And then within parenting, you know, are you more of a very, oh, you know, it's kind of loosey goosey kind of parenting, or are you a hovering kind of parent? So there's so many others 
from ourselves. Um, and, and I love what Mark said, is really exploring the commonalities that we have rather than the differences. And I think that is one thing that you teach uh, in your training. Mm -hmm. um, we work with, when I say we, I mean myself and my side of our relationship, the stuff that Brigitte doesn't always get involved with. Um, we, we work with multinationals and people who cross cultures for work and life. And we encourage our clients that despite the differences that they encounter to look for what they might have in common with those they consider to be other right yeah so there's a there's a success pattern there in finding the commonality um in and appreciating or at least um tolerating how the other person is different and going on the journey and being curious of how you can relate and what kind of common ground you can find um there was something else that you said earlier when we are building relationships and when we are continuing to have a um a respectful relationship that we can actually go further that we can explore things on a deeper level because a we have that common ground we have respect for each other um we might have even a, a great track record in one area where it worked really really well that we can then use in another area that it might have not worked so well well so maybe we should try the kayak let's go for a kayak uh outing again well it didn't always go bad so the the example that brigitte is referring to is um two adults and two children being in a kayak canoe type of floating on the water device that you only propel with paddles and oars and in order to do this efficiently it would behoove the people who do this activity to do this synchronized in a in a way that propels each other forward and i think we both are we tend to be strong personalities or we some might say we are a little bit stubborn sometimes me me yes i am um you speak for yourself um so that expresses itself in who wants to take lead who gets to call the shots right? and often in our relationship we have come to an agreement who gets to lead which activity and in that kayaking experience there was no agreement there was no plan we went about it um without thinking how we're going to do this. And it turned out that we stood in each other's way or that we made it cumbersome for one another because we failed to get in sync, literally in synchronizing our motions in order to move, move forward. The, move forward. <laughs> yeah, and, we didn't move forward a lot. And, and there was, it was a high degree of frustration. And add to that the fact that children are trying to um, follow their parents lead and the parents were giving them mixed signals so that didn't work either so we learned that day that we failed in we got the feedback that our attempt at being aligned was unsuccessful so we've been in other boats together literally boats where we had to propel ourselves and it did work right so it, it's true. not it, it's not that we didn't learn from no, that that's true um 
it was good learning. It was it was a frustrating learning experience for me, and we did learn a lot. And it, you you seem to remember that a lot. Because oh, I, <laughs> I had to go rummage through my memory. What is she talking about? Oh, that thing. Okay. Really, that's funny. So you said um, you said planning, and I wanna um, I wanna keep that for our next conversation, where when relationship or when individuals in a relationship plan together that there's we we talked a lot about agreements today that there are agreements made that there's a clear structure in place on how to move forward and that everyone in the team and we're a team of two but we also have our own teams individually know in which direction to go so i want to um i want to keep that for our next conversation and i want to invite you to share in the comments what else, what questions do you have? What, um, what adversities do you have in your relationship? And uh, perhaps we can give you some guidance. Perhaps we can uh, even relate to them and, and, and have, find another fun story. So in the comments, share with us what you want to ask us, uh, talking points, anything that you want to learn or just a comment that you want to leave. So thank you for tuning in today. May, may I add something before, Please. before you let them go? Yeah. I, I see this as an exercise that I um, wasn't pulled into, but this is an idea that Brigitte had. So I was like, okay, let's do this. This sounds like a fun exercise. I am very careful in positioning myself as somebody who would be giving advice or guidance to other people in their relationship. I can only come from our perspective on what yeah. we have together. For sure. And just not too long ago, there was a, a holiday, quote unquote holiday in the Western world called Valentine's Day, where people celebrate their loved ones in, in a particular way. And you had the fun idea of, of posting a collage of pictures of us in various rather funny pictures. staged scenarios. And there were quite a few comments online about the pictures. And there were some comments that went along the lines of uh, my favorite power couple or uh, other phrases similar to that. And while I respect that comment, I, I don't necessarily see ourselves as a quote unquote power couple. We are, I don't know what, Quite frankly, I don't even know what that means. So we are a team of two and we make it work day to day. And there are times when it doesn't work well. And we're, I'm not going to sugarcoat this, neither will you, I guess. And there are times when it works really, really well. And I, none of us would want to have it any other way. So I, I'm careful not to position this as, hey, here we come from the ivory tower of uh, nope. relationship success and we descend upon you to let you know how to lead a good relationship uh no um <laughs> th this this is something that we we see as a dialogue and an interchange and an, an exchange of ideas and experiences so yes the the comment section there is for you to share your perspective we would like to learn from you from your successes or your feedbacks or mistakes when stuff didn't work and what did you learn from it and how did you come up with a, a better success pattern for your relationship yeah love that thank you for clarifying that so um until next time make sure that you tune in again next week for the success pattern show same time same place at 4 30 right here at uh, the success pattern show 
until then, thanks, Christian, for being here. Appreciate it. They, uh, I, I mean, do I have a choice? Yeah, you did have a choice. Oh, okay, good. Thank you for tuning in, and you will notice opportunities to apply success patterns daily while eagerly anticipating next week's content-rich success patterns.